Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Across Time Zones. On this episode, we sit down with Kat, aka A Girl and Her Watches. Kat is a watch enthusiast based in the music city of Nashville, Tennessee, whose Instagram account is full of color, pop, and fun watches. We talk about watch trends, community, and the way non-watch people tend to look at us sometimes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Across Time Zones. Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Oh, there's Kat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the show, Kat. We're really excited to have you. No problem. Cool. Um, so we've been looking forward to having you for a while. I know Max and I are both fans of your account. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So the way we usually start the show is with a, a wrist and time check. So you're Absolutely. our guest. Why don't you get us started? Um, I'm actually wearing a borrowed watch. Um, I'm sad to say that this one is not mine yet. Uh, it's a Tudor Black Bay 58. And Ooh. I had a good, uh, good buddy of mine. I know. Um, he, uh, he lent me the watch. So I'm kind of notoriously a flipper. And, and he, a lot of people know this about me. So he said, Hey, before you buy this watch and flip it, take it from me, borrow it for a couple of weeks and uh, see how you like it. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, I've had it for a couple of days now, and it's, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. It's pretty That's cool. That's the best strategy. Yeah, I did great. that with the Explorer. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't. <laughs> I know. I, I, need, I need more friends like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in my case, it didn't go that well. Like it, after 24 hours, I realized, eh, Explorer, the bezel, it's not. No, no, let, let's me. make it clear, Max. It's not that the Explorer is not for you. It's that you're not for the Explorer. <laughs> oh, you can put it that way. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Max and I have this rivalry. He's team sub and I'm team Explorer. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough choice. That's a tough choice. I guess the beauty is you can't go wrong. No, not at all. I mean, and you could. Two-tone <laughs> sub. Sorry for everybody who has one, but I'm sorry. Two-tone sub. Come on. Why? Plus the Cyclops. Yeah, kill the Cyclops <laughs> hashtag. Let's make it a thing. Yeah, I started that. I don't know if it took off or not. Hashtag. Oh, you did? I, didn't, I haven't noticed that one yet. Yeah, I don't think it took off. I think it's just me that's hacking Cyclops off of watch. <laughs> Maybe. It, the, the movement has not started yet. Hmm. Gotta get on it's that. Only, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> and Kat, what time is it where you are? It is 11.06 and I'm on uh, Central Standard Time. Sorry, cool. Max. I don't know. I don't know the the correct GMT numbers no, on fine. my end. It's <laughs> probably GMT minus five or six, something like that. Okay. We'll, we'll look it up. <laughs> I don't have my time zones map in front of me, so disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I told you, I'm like that. I always disappoint people. <laughs> God. <laughs> and what about you, Max? Oh. <sighs> Oh, well, I'm wearing a uh, pink gold Apple Watch Series 4. And there's the silence. No, I'm just kidding. I'm wearing my there Tyler Eye. <laughs> <laughs> but I, actually, the, the Apple Watch is charging uh, next to me because we didn't have a free charger. So it's plugged into my computer right now. Do you, charging, and do you, have, so. do you have a rose gold? Uh, it's not mine. Oh, okay. 
But yeah, we have one in the house. We have a silver one, we have a black one, we have, I don't know, straps, all that kind of stuff. And I never wear an Apple Watch. Actually, I wore one um, uh, while working out, but then I stopped. So that's that. So yeah, Panerai 111, uh, GMT plus one, 6.08, yeah, 6.08 p.m. And drinking Prosecco. Because you know, dolce far niente. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, I am wearing my Explorer that Max of doesn't course. seem to like. Yeah, but uh, continuing the figuring out what this watch does not look good on, I put it on a leather strap to see how I felt about that. And I didn't anticipate liking it, but I really do. So there's that. You fancy <laughs> Hermes. Is it, is it Hermes? Yeah, it's an Hermes um, strap. Hermes. It's nice. If it, nice. Someone asked me what the say, leather... Say it again. Uh, say it again. It sounds so nice. <laughs> Hermes. <laughs> I think oh. I, say it, I say it wrong every time too. <laughs> someone asked me what the leather felt like and I told them, go to your fridge, take out a, like a little slab of butter let it out for a little bit for it to melt. Now put your fingers in it and rub them together. That's what the leather feels like. <laughs> oh, damn. It's kind of gross. Oh, yeah, it's gross. Sorry. <laughs> but that's basically, like, I swear, you if you, like, rub your finger on it, it just feels like butter. It's insane. I've, I've heard, yeah, I've heard good things about those. So did you get it specifically for the Explorer? Or did you have it already? No, it was actually a, a gift from a good friend, um, Ryan. His account is self-wound. We'll link him in the show notes. Um, and I just, I was waiting for the right watch to put it on. And then yesterday I was like, well, this thing's just been sitting here and I really, really want to wear it. So let's see what it looks like on the Explorer. And it, I thought it looked really good. So it's going to be on there for a while. So Kat, um, for yeah. those who aren't familiar with, with you uh, or your account, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so obviously my name is Kat. I go by a girl and her watches on Instagram with all the fancy underscores in between all of the words. And I see, I got into watches probably two years ago and I was just completely fed up with my smart watches, my fitness watches that I was wearing. I was a, a Fitbit wearer, a Garmin wearer, and um, I don't know if you guys ever had any of those, but the the rubber band on them tends to get pretty gross and nasty and, and wear down over several months. So I was just trashing these things like every four or five months. And I I said, all right, I'm not going to buy any more. And I was considering the, the Apple Watch, and uh, this is going to sound funny, but I don't know if you guys know of the show Fixer Upper with Joanna Gaines and, yeah. and Chip Gaines. Yeah, pretty popular here in the U.S. But she had this watch on in the show and I got just enamored by it. And a couple of Google searches later, found out that it was a Shinola <laughs> and did some research on it and looked looked a couple of articles up on the forums and, and realized quickly that well, I don't know if I wanted that specific watch because uh, it had some controversy with with the company, but um, you know, I just kind of went down this rabbit hole once I once I joined the forum, and it, it just sent me into just the world of automatic watches, and you know, quickly realized that Shinola wasn't going to be for me, but but I wanted to uh, find a good timepiece to wear. So that's kind of what started it all. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
So, so I guess I, I can thank Joanna Gaines for that. I mean, speaking of them, uh, I saw Chip wearing a Submariner, I think, while like, I don't know, just drilling stuff and cutting stuff, like literally working. I was like, yeah. damn. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, does. he wears it on the yeah. inside of his wrist. Yeah. I know. It's so weird. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, he's, he, like the tools, not jewels thing. He is, I think he could be the poster child for that. Yeah. And I think he actually, he's, he's got an upgraded one now. Um, you know, pink gold, rose gold version, and it's on a rubber strap. I think that he wears, and same thing, he wears it on the inside of his wrist too, which I think is. Hmm. I, I don't know if it's because he's you know working and and hammering stuff, or um, yeah, I don't know. As far as I know, it's mostly for show. Uh, there were some controversies around the show. I I read some articles at some point, and uh, oh, okay, uh, they would say they they don't do the actual work they contract the work i mean she designs the whole stuff but it's not necessarily uh they're not that hands-on as they appear on the show so it's so that's why probably he's just like putting in putting in a sh uh, putting on a show for <laughs> for us watch people absolutely to, like be scared about <laughs> sub no no don't hit the sub no there's another show like that um it's a blonde woman it's something rehab or rehab something uh yeah she's from detroit I think it's in I think, the or minnesota or oh, i thought she was in the south um but yeah it seems like she's doing the work and it's really impressive yeah i don't know how much any of those guys really really do that's what part. they want you to see ot don't believe anything you see on tv you know that or on instagram for that matter <laughs> <laughs> hey Thanks, Max. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I just want to believe. <laughs> so um, after you you kind of went down that rabbit hole, what 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 was your first watch that you came out of with? Yeah, so it was probably a couple months later um, before I actually bought my first watch, and I started looking at. I think it was either Christmas or maybe Valentine's Day was coming up, and I thought about getting a couple watches for me and my husband. And so I looked at a couple of brands and eventually kind of settled that, you know, I wanted some Seikos. They were just kind of in my price range. I was going to, it was going to be my first automatic watch. Um, that was kind of the go-to, the one that everyone recommended. You know, if you're getting an automatic watch, if you're a beginner in the hobby, go for Seiko. So I ended up getting an SKX-013 for me. And then my husband, I bought, I think it's like uh, the Field Watch, the SNZG-13 maybe. I have to look up the reference number on that one, but it was something close to that. That's awesome. So you got him in watches or was he already a little bit into it? No, no. He, he Yeah, he's not a watch guy. Still's not a watch guy. Um, you know, rolls his eyes every time he sees, you know, a new box come, <laughs> you know, shipped for me at the door. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I think he has an appreciation for it, especially as much as I've been into it here lately um, over the last few years or so. But um, yeah, he's just he's very practical. And for him, there's no need to have more than one watch. Um, eventually I, I plan to, to get him something nicer and, and upgrade him a little bit, but, um, he enjoys it and he wears it every single day. And, uh, you know, I wish sometimes I envy that a little bit, you know, I'm not going to lie. I wish that I could be satisfied with one watch, yeah. but I'm not. <laughs> I hear that. It's 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 a dream. It's a dream that I that I have often. We all we all have that dream, and yeah, then wake up in the morning. Like, oh shit! I got ten. Do you do you have your? Yeah. What am I doing? Do you have your go to? Why? Like, if God forbid your house is on fire and you had to just grab one and and get out, 
oh shoot i would probably grab the whole dang box but um that's convenient <laughs> that's the right answer yeah i know i don't know i really don't know i don't have any pieces that are really sentimental to me at this point um i haven't had any that have been gifts or anything like that so i would probably just go for the most expensive to be uh-huh. honest um which at this point is probably you know the rolex air king that i have but which looks awesome, um, by the way. Yeah, it's it's hard, hard. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, for me, it'd be the my Explorer, hands down. Like, not even, not even a question. Damn, I'll just grab my cameras to document the whole thing. That's a good one. Yeah, I'll just film the whole like house burning down. <laughs> and then while while running out, I'll just film my watch box. Like, these are the watches I have, and then I added the whole thing, and I put a Richard <laughs> meal on the video, and. I don't know, a datograph and some there other you stuff. Go. Like, um, oh, you know, my watch collection worth like <laughs> four million. But I live in a modest house. Nice. So Max getting into insurance fraud. Oh shit. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it's called. Oh. <laughs> I'll edit That's this part funny. out. Don't worry. People won't <laughs> people won't hear that. Or maybe they will. But we'll know. Oh shit. That's not good. <laughs> Come a YouTube sensation. Upload a video and yeah, there you famous. go. <laughs> Seems to work for a lot of people these oh, days. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, what was your um? Let me take a step back. One of the things I noticed when I was looking through your account this morning, um, kind of digging through the whole thing. Stalker alert! Um, oh, you're stalking me. Stalker, I, hey, yeah. I do my research. Yeah, <laughs> it's called research now, of course. <laughs> is uh, so one of the things I noticed is that you have a very strong affinity for tool watches. I do. Would you say that that's um, some of your favorites? Absolutely. And if so, is there a specific trend, like, or not trend but category? Do you do you lean more towards dive watches versus field watches and things like that? Yeah, you know, one thing that I, you know, kind of have put myself through since starting in the hobby is I, I've. And I'm still figuring out things about myself too, the things that I like and I don't like. But um, I've kind of come to the realization that definitely, you know, tool watches are for me. But they have to have, they, I don't know, there's just something about them that's got to be just right. Um, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a serial flipper. So if it's something that I don't like, I'm, I'm flipping it pretty quickly. And I hate that about myself. But I'm also, it's kind of like a learning curve too. Um, I do love divers. I, I really, really like divers. You know, I, I have some chronographs that have come through my collection and, and my Speedmaster will remain there because it's just, it's my favorite watch. But yeah, I just, I, I think divers are probably my favorite. Um, there's, I don't know, they're, they're useful um, with the bezel on them. And especially if they, I know you're going to kill me for this, for saying this, but I like having a date. <laughs> <laughs> on my watches oh, no. but i know i know how dare how dare i how dare i um this episode ends yes. now check <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm just i'm someone that uses it every single day and i don't have to have it like when i'm looking at a watch i don't say oh it doesn't have date i'm, I'm not going to get that watch or and there's some that i look at and i'm like the date looks terrible on that i'm definitely not going to get it but but having it is definitely a bonus for me if it's in the right place um, because that is something that I, I do look at every single day at work. But yeah, I think the, I think the answer would be, you know, divers probably are, are, you know, have my heart. So um, you're on team diver, team sub, let's call it that way, sorry, OT. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we yeah. can call it I mean, that, that's okay. Black Bay 58 is basically a sub, so 
might, it might as uh, well how be. How do you feel about watch companies doing like very girly stuff on watches, like pink dials, oh, diamonds, gosh. all that kind of stuff? I hate it. I, I really hate it. Um, I am sure that there are a lot of females that really like that look. And I don't know that they're buying divers, though. You know, I don't I don't know that the females that like the the blingy pink uh, watches really are going to search for a tool watch. So why put it on a tool watch? Why why do it? But yeah, just it dri- drives me insane. I mean, even in general, like ladies watches like very, very girly. I think that's the general trend. Now. Yeah, yeah. To, to be a ladies watch, it has to be like super tiny. It has to have some blink to it. And then ridiculous colors or maybe like a rainbow bezel or whatever they come up yeah, with. Yeah, so it's so ridiculous. Um, you know, there's a couple of companies that are that are doing it right. Um Rolex, I, I have to give them the upper hand here because they, they tend to put out watches, you know, like the Oyster Perpetual and they'll put out all these different sizes, you know, thirty two and thirty six and, and thirty nine and they really reach to a a bigger audience with that and you can, you know, have a girl that's like, oh, I like that watch you have, and then maybe an OP, a thirty nine. You can say, hey, well, they have this in a in a you know a thirty two, exactly the same watch. So, I, I really like what they're doing there with some of the, some of their stuff that they're putting out. But yeah, up for the most part, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, makes me laugh when I see it. Omega just released released a bunch of new watches. <laughs> Would you get a thirty two millimeter watch? Uh, personally, no, but I, you know. I have a 34 and, and I thought I was kind of scared when I got that, but honestly it wears more like a 36. So th- that makes me happy. Um, but I have some, some little vintage pieces here and there that are, that are 32, 33. So I can pull it off. Oh, cool. But personally, no, I, I'm not, I'm not seeking it out normally though. I think you, you hit it right on the head when you said um, it's the same watch, just different sizes. I think that's, I think that's how you, you, um, you're able to kind of engage the entire community because it's unfortunate when you see a watch and you really love it and you realize that you just can't pull it off. You know, there are there are many, many, many 34 millimeter watches that I love and I just can't, I mean, I could wear them, sure, they, if they have enough links, um, but they would just, they would just wouldn't look good, at least to me. And, you know, I don't really care what other people think about how they look, but they just look too small for me. A good example is the, the Explorer, the, the traditional size is 36 millimeter. And I, at times, prefer that because of the proportions of the bezel to the lugs. Um, but I just can't do it. It's just slightly too small. And I tried. You know, I've owned one. I, and yeah, I just I thirty nine is just much more comfortable for my wrist. But but you're right. The that offering kind of the same thing at different sizes so that people can get what they love, I think is key. And it's cool to see brands like Rolex do that. And we had an event recently with Bremont and they were talking about their new ladies range and that's exactly what they're doing. They're not, they're not just taking a watch, slapping diamonds on it in a pink dial and calling it a ladies watch. They're, you know, making the same tool watches they make in larger sizes and just offering them in smaller sizes. Um, yeah, the whole yeah, absolutely. G- like gender for watches, I think is overrated. So basically you're saying watches will be like shoes. Uh, you walk into an idea and say, oh, do you have this in like eight and a half or do you have this in 11? <laughs> Except they probably don't have anything. So. <laughs> uh, I didn't say which AD. You could 
clearly walk into an Omega ID and they will have everything because, yeah. Yeah. you know, they have too many of them anyway. <laughs> the cat, what we, sorry, you were, you were going to say earlier, Omega put out something. Uh, yeah, Omega, you know, they had a couple new releases here um, in the last few weeks. And, and uh, I just, you know, they put out some lady offerings and just did nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. Um, well, and, and a lot of them were really dressy and I'm, I've totally not a, a dress watch type of girl. So maybe that's why as well. But um, I would have loved to see some more like sport watch offerings for, for the ladies. Um, but yeah, sadly, there was none. Yeah, Omega is missing the mark lately with most of the releases. And people can hate hate me for this, but I don't know. It's it's just the way it is. And I've seen some articles uh, which praise the new Speedmaster 50th anniversary. And I'm like, gold on the Speedmaster with uh, Buzz Aldrin's ass like jumping off the uh, <laughs> space land or whatever. Yeah. What's that called? Like a space shuttle, moon lander, whatever it is. Moon lander, like, why? yeah. Why? Why do that? I mean, you got to give them props for the bracelet, though. That bracelet looks incredible. Yeah, and I, li- I like the blue, too. I mean, just, just put yeah. out the bracelet on its own. Like, uh, people argue that, oh, I like the case back with that uh, print of the astronaut. I was like, do you wear your watch inside out like what do what the fuck do you care <laughs> exactly. about your case back like who cares i'm looking at the dial if the dial is shit and yes omega the dial is shit um yeah i i, I don't <laughs> like it plus it's 6969 you know man that that you burned that bridge backed up the ashes <laughs> threw them in the ocean and then like just drained the ocean. I'll never be invited to an Omega (laughs) event probably in my entire (laughs) life. Unless I I fake my name or something. Actually, they don't know my name, so it's fine. I could. Kat and I will send you selfies from the event. Yeah. Screw you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not passing on free drinks. (laughs) Of course not. I think the... The interesting thing too, as well, is a lot of these brands don't make watches for people like us. And when I say people like us, I mean, you know, the watch community. A lot of their offerings um, tend to be for the general public, which is, you know, substantially larger of a demographic than we are. And I guess that's what sometimes it's easy to forget because we're so invested and passionate about this stuff. And the, you know, maybe that watch with that we just described, the 50th anniversary um, Speedy, like maybe that's meant for, you know, space, like space nerds and people that are really tied to, um, you know, the, the moon race and, and all of those different things and not necessarily watches. And maybe that's their first watch or maybe not. Maybe that's just the watch that they want to, that will pull them into watches. I don't know. I, I just know. I just think that they didn't necessarily do it just for the community. You're you're invited to your now. point, Max. You're you're you'll become a brand ambassador <laughs> for them. Maybe I can get you in, Max. <laughs> oh, thank you. There you go. I'm good. Win win. Win win. <laughs> no, I'm good. He's out. <laughs> no more omega for me. Yeah, no, I think I think you hit it hit it right on the nail there, OT. I I I don't know who the, who they put him out for really. Um I, I'm 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 in the camp of like 
they're just putting out so many limited editions. It gets really tiring. And, you know, they're not making watches, like you said, for watch enthusiasts, for people that like watches. They're buying, you know, they're putting out these weird special edition models that are probably more than likely going to sit in a box for, you know, 10, 20 years and not be worn on some guy's wrist. So, I, yeah, I don't know what the point of that is. Yeah, plus the box. Everybody's praising the box. It comes with this, with that, with the Moonlander, with, I don't know, uh, I don't know, Neil Armstrong's uh, piss sample. I don't know what they <laughs> give you in the box. But it's uh, it, it's like, why do I care about the box? I just want to wear the watch. But now it's for collectors. Yeah, but, you know, I just like the watch. I don't care about the box. The box, all my boxes sit somewhere in my storage. I have no idea where they are. And I don't care about the boxes. Unless I want to sell a watch, I don't you look at the box. I don't take the box out ever. But yeah, but it's not an Omega box. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah, just so looked up the box. So cool, right? I mean, that is cool, but I see what you're saying. I, I, you know, I have to give huge praise to a lot of the brands that are doing, let's call it functional boxes. You know, we had Chase from Oak and Oscar on the show. And there's, you know, other brands like Oris, um, Jason from Helios, you know, ships his watches and in these functional things that you can actually either reuse or use for the purposes of storing your watches. Um, you know, the, the Oak and Oscar watches come with a three watch wallet or less. I'm not sure. Um, Jason comes with this like waterproof pack that you can put your watch and whatever else in, as well as a leather pouch or is, uh, is shipping their watches in, in wood boxes with a leather roll inside so all these like sustainable, reusable boxes, I think, are the way to go. Because uh, I agree with you guys. The boxes that just end up sitting on the shelf somewhere uh, that are really cool to see once and then, you know, basically just are, I don't want to say worthless, but useless. Um, yeah. And that's the same with so many brands. You know, Rolex does that. Patek does that. Omega does that. But Omega is, I think, the biggest offender with how big their their boxes can be. Oh, they're, yeah, they're huge. Exactly. They're delivering you a watch, not the fridge. <laughs> they're big. Yeah, they're huge. The box is probably bigger than my uh, than my house. It wouldn't even fit in my house. It's that big. That's what she said. <laughs> All right, enough. Uh, enough. Like shitting on Omega. <laughs> yeah. They know. They know that already. So it's it's point. It's redundant. We've done that before. Our podcast will, will get boring. Nah, I think I think the guests help make our podcast. If it was just you and I, yeah, it might get boring. <laughs> oh yeah, nobody would listen to us. Like, why would they? Kat, what uh, what's one of the most interesting watches you've seen recently? And and on that same vein, do you have any do your eyes on anything coming up? Oh yeah, um, I've got. I always have several on my you know my list. I I have like a little open note you know, the app on your your iPhone, I'll keep, you know, several watches in a list on there. <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys, I'm, I'm dealing with a little bit of allergies too. So you have to apologize. I have to apologize for my voice. But um, I, I recently saw the the new Autodromo kind of caught my eye the color. I don't know if you guys seen it, but it's, uh, it's like a blue. I forgot what they call it. The Corsica. Oh, the, uh, the, the Miami, Miami Vice, Vice one. one. Yeah, it, it. Uh, I'm I'm looking for a fun summer watch, and the colors on that are just are just super bright and awesome. And I just I don't know if I'm going to get it. I have my hesitations about the brand and and the watch itself, and the price point that it is. And it kind of reminds me of a Swatch, 
Um, but saying that, I, I do love the colors and um, some of the owners I've talked to and they, they are happy with the watch. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of going back and forth on it. And let's see, there was another, I think I was looking at an Oris. Uh, what was it? The Save the Ocean model. I think a 39 millimeter. I need to go. I need, I need, yeah, yeah, I want to go try really one cool. on just to see how it fits. I've never, I've never owned an Oris. I've never um, had one of those aquases on my wrist. So I need to go try it on and see how it fits. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Oris. I think they're, they're doing awesome stuff. And the fact that they're an independent brand just means they can do whatever they want. You know, if the CEO decides to do something or the, the, you know, whomever within the team decides to do something, they can just do it. They don't have to align to a larger brand strategy like Swatch Group or Richemont or whatever other conglomerate may have to. And I think they're doing great stuff with giving back as well as just being environmentally conscious while Absolutely. making awesome work. I, I really like that fact too. And that's what kind of drew me to, um, drew me to the watch itself. Because you, like you said, there, there's really not a lot of brands that are doing that right now. And that's it's pretty cool of them to to put that out. But uh, And I like the colors. Yeah, I'm, I'm a blue girl. I like blue. So it's a win-win. So your next watch is going to be blue. It's going to be blue. It's going to have some blue in it somewhere. Either Autodromo or um, Oris. Yeah, Oris. Uh, I'm, I, I've looked at some of the Omega... Seamasters, there's the, the the mid-size 36. I really like the the no wave dial, the ceramic they did a couple years ago. And uh so I've been looking at those too. I, I'm kind of just going back and forth. Yeah, I think I think I actually saw you put out a story on Instagram that you yeah. were looking for. Yeah, one. so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, if anyone's listening <laughs> and you have one. Yeah. I gotta watch watch how you say that though. Some I'll get a lot of DMs lately. <laughs> A lot of interesting um, stuff coming at me. It was weird. Like in the last month or so, I, I've gotten a lot of just like, hey, girl, what's up? Those type of um, messages going on there. So I don't know if someone's um, purposely sending me stuff or is this just like a random thing, but uh, I get a laugh out of it. Yeah, it's probably just because there's a huge sausage fest in the watch fam and <laughs> there's probably a handful of women. So they kind of like mistake the whole, oh, she's a watch collector too. So it's not a hookup app. It's not Tinder. It's Instagram. We're just showing off our watch collections and that's yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah, some people confuse that. I guess it can be confusing, maybe. <laughs> oh, I think OT just dropped off. Oh, no. We'll take, take a break. And now a message from our sponsor. Uh, just kidding. We don't have one. Yeah, who is our sponsor? We need to get a sponsor. Kat, do you want to sponsor us? <laughs> uh, let me let me think about it. I'll ask my AA sponsor. Maybe maybe he'll help. <laughs> <laughs> All we require is some some scotch from Max, and that's about it. Some scotch, like fine, lots define, of scotch. Define some, <laughs> and define scotch. And Wait a minute. Let's supply. It gets complicated. I have my wish list. I'm like those rock stars which go to a concert, whatever, to a hotel, and I have to have like 10 bottles of... Uh, oh, your router? Lego, or Lego runner, I what it's called. Yeah, Legavolin 21, and then roses on my bed, and I don't know, a <laughs> boxed up AP perpetual calendar, 
on my nightstand just so I can fall asleep, that kind of stuff. That's funny. <laughs> so, Kat, cheap. Yeah, just a little. So, Kat, what led you to start an Instagram account for watches? I know we all have our, our reasons, but what was yours? Ooh, um, I don't really know, actually. You know, I think I just wanted to share. You know, I, I was on Instagram already through just my personal account. And, uh, you know, I had tags that I followed, watches, um, you know, watches that I was always keeping an eye out for. And I guess I just didn't see much in the way of women, women's watches or women wearing watches and thought, well, hey, I'm buying all these watches. Why not take pictures and post them on on Instagram? So that's probably the, the reason behind it. Um, and, and since joining, uh, you know, I found, I've discovered there's, there was women out there. I just didn't know. And, uh, there are certainly many that are joining every day. So, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's awesome to see the, the diversity in, in watches because, um, you know, we talked earlier about women's watches being small and blingy, but, I think what some of you guys are doing, some of the the women in the community is just showing that it doesn't have to be that, you know, that that you can wear an SKX and make it look just like just as good as anyone else out there or that you can wear a 33 millimeter Rolex and again, make it look just as good as anyone out there. And on the flip side, I think it's also helping show that the size of the watch doesn't matter as long as it fits your wrist, whether it's for women or men. Exactly. The size does matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you made a good point there. Um, you know, I think you'll see the, the you know, profiles of, of watch enthusiasts that are, that are female that have, you know, a huge following. You'll look at their page and you'll see that they don't, they're not wearing women's watches. They're, they're females that are just wearing, you know, watches in general, you know, whether they're men's watches or whatever. But those are the ones that you're going to see, you know, have a higher following and, you know, lots of people. And, and I have guys that reach out to me all the time asking, you know, how did I like this watch? Because if you, I mean, if you go back and you look at some of the watches I've owned in the last few years, there's very few that were actually, you know, watches made for women or ladies watches. They're all just, you know, men's watches, really, because that's what I'm drawn to. And not, not that because they're men's watches, just because it's like I like this watch and it just happens to be a watch that's made for men. And it's in my size, so I'm going to buy it. Yep, absolutely. I was just talking about someone, or with someone rather, yesterday about wrist sizes and watches and how um, there's just so many amazing watches out there that, you know, I wish I could wear, but they just don't look as good. And I, I, I think it's funny. I think it's one of those, like, the grass is greener because I talked to some friends that have smaller rest, wrists. And they're also saying, oh, there's so many bigger watches I wish I could wear, <laughs> yeah. but they just kind of hang over my wrist on each end and it just looks terrible. So, yeah, I hear you. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so have, have you, as, as you've kind of joined the community on Instagram a few years ago and kind of developed a following, um, have you been able to also kind of make friends and interact with people outside of Instagram? Do you attend any meetups? Do you... Um, you know, reach out to, to people when you're traveling or anything of the sort? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've made so many friends through uh, Facebook pages, Instagram, and even the forums as well. And, um, 
every watch that I've bought, I've bought because I, you know, knew this person that was selling it or this person is friends with an AD who has this watch and I've had all these connections. I don't think I've just straight walked into an AD and bought a watch myself. It's always been through a connection of a friend or an acquaintance on one of these forums, Instagram, et cetera. But so for that alone, it's been absolutely helpful for me and um, so gracious that there's people out there that are willing to help you and, and, you know, reach out and maybe, maybe because I'm a, I'm a female and they don't see very many, you know, women out there that they're, they um, are eager to, to help me out sometimes. I don't know. Maybe it plays in my favor a little bit too um, versus if it was some dude just looking for a watch you know, they might just kind of <laughs> brush them off a little bit. Um, I'm sure that happens too, but, but I'm really grateful for it. Um, there is a Nashville watch club. I have not been able to attend the, me- the meetings just because of my work schedule, but I'm hoping to attend the one. And then I think it's like in a month or so. So yeah, super excited about that. Nice. I've never been to Nashville. It's really high on top of my list. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I feel like the, the food and music alone would make it a really worthwhile trip. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of country music if, if you're a fan. Uh, I, la- I like a little bit of it. But in, in music in general, you know, there's rock. Yeah, there's, that's what I meant. everything that's been recorded. My here. wife's yeah. a big country yeah. music fan. I, I, you know, tolerate it. I think there's some good good stuff out there <laughs> in country music. But yeah. There's a, li- there's a little. There's a little. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I like I mean, it. Yeah. I like it because, I, I mean, since I'm not American, so it's uh, it's fun. Makes you feel like I a cowboy. Know. Is that, that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, all, all the songs are like super, I don't know, super on the upside. Like, That's true. Even if she, I mean, the guy saying, oh, she left me, I'm crying my heart out, whatever. But it's such an upbeat. You listen to the song and then the next thing you know, you have a bottle of scotch in your hand. <laughs> like, life is good. Yeah. Yeah, I will say country music has some some really good storytelling. That's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, come on down the honky tonks. There you go. Yeah, I'll let you know maybe maybe we can maybe we can go to the the meetup together, the Nashville one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a pretty big turnout. I think last time, if I remember right, there were you know thirty to forty people there. So that's pretty pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely encourage you to go. Um, there's nothing like, I don't know, I mean, maybe you have already, but there's definitely nothing like meeting the people that you've been talking to for so long and finally putting a face to the name and, you know, just sharing a drink. And yeah, it's super fun. Absolutely. I'm still waiting for Max to make it to the Bay Area. He keeps canceling his trip. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I'm stuck here. I'm stuck here. I want to I wanna make it, but I'm stuck. I'm not sure why. I mean, I know why, but it's... At least you're in good company with the pup. <laughs> no, he's got a haircut now. He looks like a... Yeah, I he's a know. cutie. No, it, that's his best angle. Now he literally looks like a convict. <laughs> it's it's so depressing. <laughs> it's look, it looks like I'm walking a big-sized rat. <laughs> Kat, you have a dog as well, don't you? I have two, yes. Yes, I have two um, hound dogs. I have a beagle and a, and a coon hound puppy, so... I, I have my, my hands full. Yeah, I have two Bernese Mountain Dogs. The puppy, who I think is just over maybe a year and a half now, is 120 pounds. Oh my gosh. So if you can imagine the, the excitement and goofiness of a puppy just 
maximized. I can't even imagine. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> he will, if you're sitting on the couch, he will literally jump on your lap because that's what puppies do, except he's 120 pounds. Damn. <laughs> but he's a big lover. He's a big goof. That's my favorite kind of kind of breed. Actually, Border Collies <laughs> are kind of like, I'm switching in between. I don't like uh, Golden Retrievers. Not sure why. I mean, they're, they're nice and all, but I wouldn't get a Golden Retriever. It feels so like, like you're getting a uh, the most plain watch you can get. <laughs> I got love for goldens. They're cute too. I like all dogs. Dogs are better than people. Yeah, I pet them every time I see one. It's it's just like I feel like if I would get a golden retriever, it would be like I'm getting a uh, I don't know a submarine or something like that. Like a plain, <laughs> boring watch. Yeah, you should get an explorer. An explorer dog. So Bernice is a the equivalent <laughs> of a explorer dog. Uh, watch, yeah, totally. Yeah, is. Sounds about right. They're like big mountain dogs, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I win this, Max. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Damn it. So, uh, did the um, Warriors win? <laughs> I haven't seen the game. I'm not going to talk <laughs> about this. It's okay. There's. There's three games left. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. We're not. It's not over yet. We've been on both sides of it. We've been up 3-1 and we've been down 3-1. So. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I, I don't care about the game anyway, but I'm just saying. I know you do. I don't. I know you don't. I <laughs> yeah. Mean, it's funny. Yeah, I'm so basic. So, Kat, tell, tell us about the, I think the brand is Traska, the watch that you uh, you tracked down, I think. They only had one left or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking for the watch and saw that they were sold out online. And I think I, maybe I commented on a, on a post that they had on Instagram and, and asked when they were going to have more in stock. And the owner or, you know, one of the owners maybe reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, we have one more left. Um, if you want it, it's yours. So I bought it immediately and, uh, it's a pretty cool watch. And, and it, you know, it's, uh, I think around it's under the four hundred dollar mark, um, and yeah, the fit and finishing for a little micro brand like that, you know, it's got a Seiko movement in it. It's pretty, pretty good, pretty cool, pretty cool little watch, you know, to wear on the weekends and stuff. Is the dial fully loomed? Because it it look it looks uh... no, it looks like it. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the uh, the markers that are loomed. It's it's just got like this green mint dial. It looks like it should be though, but. Um, yeah, it's not just just the just the markers. Definitely a cool choice. Yeah, it's super cool. I like when when brands take um, you know chances like that. Like the mint dial isn't something you see every day, but it just works so well with the white markers and the steel of the case. Yeah, exactly. And and I I'm just a fan of bright you know colors like that. They remind remind me of like vintage old cars, and uh, maybe that's why I'm I'm drawn to that Autodromo too. But those colors, yeah, they're, I just love it. And look on, on the bright side. If you ever want to sell it, you can always uh, say it, dial mint. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I looking through your feed, you definitely have some color in your watches. You know, the uh, like your your SKX is the blue dial, and then you have the this mint dial, and then your... I, I love the, the Nomos Club Campus that you have. I'm a big fan. Of, yeah. of that watch and i love that the denim strap you're wearing on um, i know it's so cool yeah it's really cool to see just 
you know, super colorful stuff like that after looking at accounts like the Black Dial all the time. Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I like some some good some good guy out there. <laughs> I, I do. I like a little color in my life, and uh, I just like fun watches. I like fun watches, and and when I want to wear something a little more toned down, you know, I have I have the Speedmaster reduced, that you know, the all black dial, and then you know, I've got my little Rolex Air King that's pretty pretty plain Jane, um, but still a very cool dial with a sunburst effect on it, but. I do. I love that Nomos. That that thing is just is so awesome. Yeah, it's just so awesome. Uh, do you like other trends in the industry, like uh, the w- the way they uh, I don't know do watches now, like sunburst dials and like these crazy colors? Is there anything else you can like love to see on a watch or specifically? Um, yeah, I, I like a good sunburst dial, especially, but. You know, it, it's got to be done just right. It's got to be the right color. And um, sometimes they can fall a little bit flat too. So um, I think I had a, a Junghans Max Bill at one point in time, and it was a gray sunburst style, and it just didn't do anything for me. It didn't, you know, it didn't excite me in the way that they had done it. Um, super cool watch. And I would probably get one again, maybe in, in, in just like the plain white or, you know, kind of cream color dial. But yeah, I'd definitely like to see more of these bright colors for sure. Um, Zodiac has a few that they just released that are really bright. Um, it has exactly that like mint type green and orange. And I just love that vintage type look. Yeah, Zodiac does some cool stuff with colors. Um, Topper Jewelers, who's my local AD, did uh, a, a run of limiteds with Zodiac recently. Um, and they did the, like this really cool blue and white and then another one that's black and yellow. Um, yeah, I like what Zodiac's doing. Yeah, they 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 have some fun stuff for sure. Uh, how do you guys feel about one to one reissues? Like Breitling did one earlier. Um, it's it's basically one to one. It looks almost identical to the to the old one. Hmm, that's a tough one. I think it can be done pretty cool. Um, uh, as far as things that I are in my price range, or probably something that I would buy. You know, I've bought some of the Timex Marlin reissues, which I think are really cool. Some people don't like them. They think, you know, what's the point? Um, We've been there, done that. Let's do something new. But I don't know. Timex has kind of been on a roll lately. And they know their their market. And um, I think they're listening to us. I really do. I think they're keeping an eye out for what we want. And uh, I'm seeing a lot more stuff coming out that uh, I would definitely pick up for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. I... I go back and forth, you know, if, I mean, it, I think it's all taste. If it's a watch, it's a, if it's a vintage watch that I love and that is completely unattainable because it's really expensive or because it's rare or because most of them out there are just in beat up condition, then I'll be very excited to see a one-to-one reissue that I can get and that is modern. But if it's a watch I don't like, then I couldn't care less about it. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But back to your um, Air King. I you you wrote a post a few days ago or maybe two weeks ago about reactions you're getting from people when you're wearing it. Yeah. And I wanted to, to talk about that a little bit. Can you can you give us or our listeners just a little bit of background before we get into it? Yeah. So I am a physical therapist and I I work with patients that, you know, come from all sorts of backgrounds, all sorts of um, you know, uh, social statuses as well. And 
I usually don't get any comments on my watch. I have a couple of times from, I think I was wearing maybe my Alpinist and, and I had a couple of comments on that. But for the most part, most people don't really notice my watches. I'm not really working with my hands right in front of them unless I'm working on like their wrist or their, their elbow or something like that. And I've had a couple people ask me about my watch and, and maybe this is cause I'm a first time Rolex owner as well, but I, I kind of cringe and I told him it was Rolex and then I kind of get this weird, I don't know. May, and maybe I'm, I'm reading more into it, but it's kind of like, you know, eye roll type of thing. And you know, the, hmm, you know, just kind of that little, little answer. But um, yeah, it kind of made me uncomfortable. It kind of made me uncomfortable. I don't know that it's going to make me sell the watch or anything, but I definitely um, had some regressions about it for sure. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting. Um, how Rolex carries such a, the, the name Rolex carries so much weight. Um, you know, ultimately it's not the most expensive watch out there. And when you look at no. the spectrum of Rolexes, you can get a Rolex for under a thousand dollars. If you find like an old, I don't know, an old beat up um, Oyster Perpetual 34 millimeter that wasn't given any love and, and needs some some attention. And you can get a, you know, a hundred thousand dollar Rainbow Daytona. So, <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But but it's funny how people associate it. I think with that, I want to say like ten to fifteen thousand dollar price point. I think that's what people immediately yeah. jump to. Uh, people that oh, aren't sure. aware of the the breadth of offering that Rolex has, both in modern that you can buy in a store, but also vintage. Um. You know that it, that you can like you can enter the brand at a lot less than ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah, it's 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 obtainable for sure. Yeah, and I wonder if it has to do with the fact that you know for years and years Rolex was, and I I guess it still is to a certain extent, but um, like a, a, a status symbol of like like I've made it type thing. Um, for people that aren't necessarily in watches, they just buy a Rolex when they feel like they want to celebrate something or what have you. And yeah, it's unfortunate that it has such a, a stigma at times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I probably need to do a better job at, you know, maybe educating people on and the watch and and talking about it a little bit more. I could just kind of like shut up and didn't say anything at that time. But you know, it's just I think it, it's just about educating people and. I play this game with my husband all the time where I'll pull up watches and, and ask him, how much do you think this is? And, you know, it's funny to get his reaction a lot of times, you know, uh, pull up like a Patek or something. And he's like, what, you know, and, and, uh, you know, in most people's minds, Rolex is like the top of the top, but it's really not. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you only knew. <laughs> yeah. I'd argue if anything, Rolex is probably the best value in the watch industry. Um, it's not the cheapest and it's not the most expensive, but for everything you get and the quality of what you get, it's probably the best buy you can make. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I am beyond impressed by this watch, the quality. And I've gone through a lot of watches in the last two years. Um, you just can't beat it. I mean, and I just, I can't even compare it to anything else that I've had because it's, it's so good. And you just, you feel it. It's something that you can feel. You feel it in your hands, um, how well made it is. And, um, yeah, there's not a scratch on that thing. And I've been wearing it, you know, almost every single day for the last, um, you know, month or so. And yeah, I'm super impressed by it. Super impressed. That's awesome. It, I mean, it looks, it looks great. 
both in itself and on you. I gray is my favorite color. I've said this before, but yeah, that's basically just an all gray watch. So yeah, and it, it goes. It, and I, what I like about it, yeah, it goes with literally anything I put on. Anything I put on, I can stick that watch on. It's going to go with it. And that's a good thing about a black dial too. Um, you can just stick it on, and, and it's going to go with your outfit. But mm-hmm. yeah, super underrated too. You know, it 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 does fly under the radar. Most people they don't they don't know what I'm wearing unless, you know, they've asked me about it, but I kind of like that aspect of it too. Yeah. And one one thing I find interesting is um, when you do get those types of questions or those types of reactions, when, if you have the opportunity to talk to the person, you know, you you mentioned educating. um, I think when people see the passion and they see that you actually love that, that watch and you're not just it's not just a status symbol to you as it may be to someone, say, an investment banker on Wall Street. Yeah. They, I think they, they relate. Like the humanizing the, the brand and humanizing what it means to you and, and how much you love it. I think they, they can see that, it, it, you know, it's something that you're into and it's a hobby and it's something you love. And if anything, they might be happy for you. Yeah. As opposed to the, like that first reaction. Yeah, that's definitely true. Definitely true. I, and I, I, I do need to do a better job at, at talking about it. I always, you know, I always get awkward about it with people that don't know anything about watches, but, but, um, yeah, I just need to bring it up a little bit more often and, and talk about it. My, yeah, my the flip side is I, they may not give a shit. They probably <laughs> don't. They probably don't. They're like, shut up girl. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my coworkers all know that I'm, I'm a total watch geek and, and they all, you know, physical therapists. I mean, they're either going to be wearing a G shock or an Apple watch and, uh, you know, it's funny because we'll, we'll run out of timers at, at the office and, you know, I'll need someone to set something for someone if I'm not wearing like my Speedmaster where I can time them. And, and I'm like, Hey, since you're wearing your Apple watch, can you set a timer? And I feel so bad asking them to, to use their watch for that. And here I am with my, you know, time only watch that has no function to it. But, um, yeah, we get a good laugh. That's proof that you don't need a, uh, date or a chronograph on the watch just have a friend with an apple watch (laughs) always with you just have a friend (laughs) always yeah always around what's the date um sorry friend with the apple watch um yeah sure it's uh what is it like (laughs) june 7th 6th i don't know eight eight i I had to check i think damn eight on my time yeah (laughs) i'm phased out how do you like your your blue tutor black bay I think that watch is so cool. They they nailed that color. Oh, well, I actually don't have that one anymore. That was that was a a flipper of mine for sure. Mm. But I did enjoy it. I I enjoyed it. There was something missing for me with that watch. I don't know what it is. I couldn't pinpoint it. But I did love it. the color was really cool on it. The dial color was really nice. And I think whatever I was missing with that watch, I've definitely got now with the Air King. Um, pretty similar. But I, maybe it's the numerals. You know, I'm I'm a font girl. I like fonts mm. on a watch, and I like numerals, and and maybe that's what I was missing with that one. But yeah, it was is pretty nice watch. And and if you're you know hunting for an explorer or something like that, that's that's a great option. That's a little bit more affordable um, if you're not at that that price point yet. And it looks great. It looks great on women. Uh, how do you feel about the new Eric King? I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, I, you know, and saying that I'm a numeral girl and it's full of numbers on it, it's too much. It's too busy for me. I do like the the green hand on it, but um, yeah, just the dial looks a little fussy in my opinion. And the, uh, what is it like a yellow crown? 
and uh, green font on the Rolex on the word mark. It's oh my gosh. Yeah, I actually I like the. Go ahead, Kat. Oh no, no. I, I was going to say I think it's just it, it's come so far away from what I think the original Air Kings were. You know, used to be or, or was that it's it's hard to see the relation there but you, i guess you could say that about anything you could say that about like the mill goss too about what they were and what they are now and um you know i'm quite a fan of the the newer ones but you know what would be cool if they reissued the air king but with a um 12 hour ceramic bezel that'd be interesting hmm. and without those numerals so just keep keep it 369 and that's it and you have like a 12 hours kind of like a light gmt kind of thing yeah. it could be could be a steel bezel it doesn't have to be ceramic but that would be cool it would be functional yeah. it would be kind of like the turnograph but that had minutes on it but if, if they would put a 12-hour bezel on it that would be yeah. killer yeah i like the turnograph yeah, a think, lot too That's i think the interesting thing mine. about the air king is that um i don't know if you guys are familiar with with the project rolex did for the the bloodhound car is like a it was meant to break land record or speed land records. Um, it's like a car powered by a jet engine, basically. And Rolex made the the uh, the instruments in the car, and they look just like the Air King, like with the green text. And I think if they had just done a watch to to like commemorate that, or along with that it would have been a lot more interesting than trying to fit it into a family that it doesn't necessarily fit into. Um, like I get the the pilot yeah. kind of numerals, but it, it feels at times, and I'm, I'm a fan of the watch. I think it looks cool. Um, in photos, it's not that great, but I think in person it looks, it looks it, you know, it looks awesome. Um, there's a few people on Instagram that have it and some of their photos look amazing too, but... I think they they might have here here's my theory and I think a lot of people would agree the 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 new Rolex Explorer with the loomed 369 was introduced in the same year that the Air King with the white gold 369 which the old Explorer had uh, was also introduced and so my I guess my theory is that they just took old Explorer dials that they still had and basically just added or printed the numerals yeah. and the Air King text and logo. I can see that for sure. Um, and then released the Air King. Scrappy move. <laughs> I mean, like uh, they were introduced at the same time and, you know, they, I don't think you can just shut off the, the dial comp like manufacturing at the exact number of watches that are, that need to be put out right now. They, they probably had, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of leftovers. Um, yeah, just from from you know supply chain and then also from service parts and all that stuff. So, I mean, let's who knows? let's just pretend that the guy who designed it uh, paid his dues and then uh, went on designing the Daytona, uh, the ceramic one, and pretty much he's he's in the clear now. Otherwise, if that's the only watch the guy designed, I don't know. He may be working <laughs> at AP now, designing a eleven fifty nine. I could That's see that. Funny. Yeah, you're right, Ot. I think I think when you look at them side by side, they're they're nearly identical. Yeah, and they just used the Milgauss case, so it feels like it's a bit of a scrappy. Um, but I, like I said, I I still think it's cool. Yeah, I'm surprised I don't like it. I so so, Kat, what? Oh. No, I said I was gonna. You know, I, right. I'm surprised I don't like it because I usually go for like the odd, the odd watch, the oddball in the group. 
Um, you know, I like the Milgauss. I like some of the funky looking watches. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a surprise to me that I don't like that one so much. But Well, the beautiful thing is that if we all liked the same thing, it would all be pretty boring, like we said before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, I think to, to start and wrap things up here, um, what would you say to, to all the women out there that are probably not listening? But <laughs> should there be some listening? What would you say to them um, as far as you know, getting started into the into watches, but also engaging with the community. Um, any tips from, from your end? And doesn't have to be for women, just any tips in general? Yeah. Um, honestly, you know, my number one tip would probably be to, to get on a forum. I, I think there's a lot of valuable information. A lot of the um, the best stuff I've, I've learned is from reading, you know, deep reading into some of these watches and, and reviews and I think with Facebook sometimes and even with Instagram, there's a lot of false facts that go around. And I find with some of the forums, even though it's not like the cool thing to do anymore, there's a lot of guys on there that know a lot of stuff and they can be very, very helpful. And so I, you know, I would say join a forum and start asking questions and, and start, you know, looking at, you know, past articles and, and reviews and just dive into it. You know, you just got to dive into it. And, um, yeah, Facebook, I mean, th there's a, there's value to be had with Facebook because there's so many people and there's people our, our age and, and, you know, there's even women and there's a lot of women out there too, that are on the Facebook groups. But yeah, I, I think that, that if you can get on a forum and, and you can start asking some questions, you get a lot of, a lot of great help from there. Awesome. Cool. Well, um, I think this just about wraps it up. It was really, really awesome to have you. Thank you so much for, for making the time and coming to chat with a couple amateurs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Thank you so much for having That's me. That's a pleasure. Of course. We were, we were looking forward to it. Uh, can't wait to see what other watches come through come through your account. Um, oh, I'm sure there'll be plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like I said, it's your your the, that splash of color and just fun is is awesome to see when browsing the feed so please keep it up um thank you I'll definitely try. look forward to seeing more appreciate it yeah absolutely cool well max thank you as always cool. thank you guys thank you kat for coming on thank you all right and we'll catch everyone listening right. on the next one bye cheers ciao if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe on spotify or itunes and also, please leave us a review. Thank you and catch you on the next one.